Hello and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got a great episode ahead as we speak of the pair from Rippin. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on this show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we've got Bonnie Denson, a current member of the women's basketball team, and former two-sport student athlete Janine Emmer. We talk about the community in Rippin, their favorite memories with the team, the future of Division Three, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. I'm Bonnie Denson. I am a fifth-year senior at Ripon College, and I play women's basketball. Hello, I'm Janine Emmer, a former member of the women's basketball and volleyball programs at Ripon College. I graduated in 2005. And currently, I am working for a regional bank in Wisconsin doing their residential lending, um, helping anybody, home buyer, home refinancer um, with their American dream. Well, thank you to both for joining today. I'm really excited to, to chat with you both and hear from hear stories from former and current and excited to have sort of a legend for Riffin on here. Um, as I mentioned before we started recording, we have a, I think it's a three-time basketball player of the year and uh, volleyball player of the year as well. So Janine, incredible. And, and maybe just a quick, before we get started, um, what was it like getting kind of those awards? I know awards are always kind of a funny thing where you're like, oh, it's a team, but um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail right on the head is um, there is certainly a reason why I picked team sports. <laughs> um, you know, you just surround yourself with with great people and I was fortunate to get some individual accolades out of that. Um, so it's humbling, uh, it's exciting. It was also a very, very long time ago. So I think it's uh, an important chapter of my Ripon College experience, but um, that was that was four years, had a lot of success, um, had some failures too along the way, but um, to be highlighted um, for individual efforts is, is always a, a great accomplishment, um, but certainly uh, team sport. Awesome. Well, let's start with some on-campus talk. So Bonnie, I'll have you pick this one off. We're going to talk about maybe where you and your teammates are hanging out on campus, if it's spots on campus or local coffee shops, restaurants. What are kind of the places you and your teammates go and then Janine, if you want to follow up and let me know if any of those are the same for you guys, or if not, what were your spots? Yeah, so the Wilmore Center, it was just built in 2018. It's a brand new athletic facility. We spend a lot of time there, whether it's between classes or after class before practice. It's just a really nice environment where there's tables, chairs, couches. We'll sit down there. We'll do homework. We'll just simply talk. Even after practice, we might be have um the laundry in there and we'll just literally half the team sitting down there talking just because we enjoy each other we enjoy spending time so it's nice that we have that nice facility it makes it it fosters a great environment to hang out with teammates even outside of just the two hours of practice and then outside of campus there's mugs it's a coffee shop that's right in downtown Ripon we spend a lot of time there whether it's just doing homework or I know some of my um, teammates that I don't play with anymore that they were older than me. We had a tradition that we would go and get breakfast and coffee there every game day. Following up with that, I mean, when you are a two-sport athlete and then your on-campus job is also at the gym, I feel like I never left. 
there, but I also never wanted to like, um, the employees, the coaches, regardless of the sport, men's, women's basketball, were all so supportive and just uh, really engaging conversations and just a great spot to even exhale after practice. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some practices where I'm like, get me out of here. Um, but for the most part, I really didn't want to want to leave. Um, so it was a great you know, opportunity just to connect with other student athletes um, on campus, whether they were working or getting their training sessions in or anything like that. So um, really crucial part to my development um, at Ripon, um, just again, in, with the engaging conversations and stuff, re regardless of student athletes, employees, whoever they may be. Um, I would say off campus, um, Mugs wasn't an option for me, um, but there were some other like breakfast and other like local restaurants that were really supportive and that I would, you know, make my parents take me to uh, after after games just to get some some good food in, along the way. But um, yeah, the, the gym was the main hanging out for sure. Um, Bonnie, this may be a question for you, kind of ro rolling off of that. One thing I've noticed in some of our podcasts is there's always a restaurant that is like, when your parents are in town, you get a bit nicer food and this is kind of the go-to. What is there a spot like that right now? Yeah, there's Canoose is like, they have really good pizza and sandwiches and it is a little bit more of, on the expensive side for a college student. So whenever my parents come to games, they're like, oh, let's go there after. And what's super cool about Canoose is the owner, he's also a Ripon alumni, so supporting him too. Very cool. Awesome. Well, now, so that was like kind of on campus and around campus. Now let's go on the road. So think of traveling. Um, D3, one thing I've talked about a lot in these podcasts is um, we're pretty regional, so you're probably not taking flights to most of your games or any of your games um, in a lot of cases. So you're probably getting on long bus rides or things like that. So um, Janine, let's start with you on this one and have you talk about like, maybe how was your team traveling back when you were there as a student athlete? Um, you know, were you in vans Were your assistant coaches driving you a little bit scary? Um, or were you guys getting buses and, and things like that? And then Bonnie, once again, follow up with what kind of has changed for you. Yeah. So for, uh, my time at Ripon for, uh, basketball specifically, we would have, Friday evening and then Saturday afternoon games, especially when we were playing the conference schools um, that were in Illinois and uh, one in Iowa. So we would um, have the opportunity to share a coach bus with the men's team. So we would take off early on a Friday. Um, <laughs> both men's and women's basketball teams, we would uh, get to alternate who gets to sit in the front of the bus, who gets to sit in the back of the bus, we got to alternate which team got to select the movie to watch. Um, I don't think I've seen Napoleon Dynamite or Love and Basketball since my time at Ripon, just because those were like two popular movies that were always there every single road trip. Although we tried to get some uh, diversity in there. Apparently those were the ones that were always voted on. Um, so I kind of have those ingrained uh, in my memory. But um, yeah, they were definitely long trips. Uh, I think our longest one was to Illinois College, eight plus hours one way. Um, so a lot of movies, a lot of snacks, uh, very little stops along the way. Um, but um, we kept it entertaining for sure. And uh, one good memory is that we would always, we had a deck of cards, right? So we'd always play and 
we would play for like Rolos or something really, really healthy, uh, sugary treat that would, would keep you awake um, and get you ready for game time. But um, yeah, we definitely got early starts and then late starts coming back home because we waited for the men's team to, to finish and, and get on the bus. Yeah, we, my freshman year actually was the last time that we did the back-to-back Friday, Saturday. So we don't do that anymore, which is good and bad. Like, it's nice to have a lot more recovery time. My body definitely thinks, thinks that, but I did, I really love the overnight. I think that's like the most fun part of playing college basketball is getting to stay in the hotel with your team. And we also play a lot of cards. We, um, you know, we, we always have competitions. We actually, we don't play for anything, but we, that'd be something fun to start. <laughs> um, but I would say we travel fairly well, pretty well, actually, compared to, I know a lot of people that I played either club or high school with that went on to play Division three basketball and hearing their stories compared to what we have here at Ripon, we're definitely very blessed because we have the coach buses, we eat well, we, we actually, we stop a decent amount, actually, so... It's nice. Yeah, I would definitely encourage a friendly wager of um, any candy or, or anything like that in the card games. It's certainly bragging rights as you can see your pile mounting up and then, you know, go over a bump or whatever. Now you're picking them off, off the bus floor. But um, yeah, definitely adds to the, the competition level of it. Yeah, we also, we do still travel with the men's team, but they always take the back of the bus. So maybe that's a good idea to bring mm -hmm. up alternating <laughs> yeah alternating and then whoever gets to pick the movie we alternated on that too um and there were some bad choices along the way which is probably why the cards uh became <laughs> more of a impact because less uh interest in watching those movies yeah i don't know if i trust the movie taste of 18 to 22 year old boys men, <laughs> you men. shouldn't yeah you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> napoleon dynamite was, was right spot on <laughs> um while you guys were on those road trips did you get to go to any fun places i know your your main area was probably kind of wisconsin illinois um that area but did you have any fun road trips where you got to do anything touristy janine i'll start with you yeah so for basketball we were fortunate to take a winter or holiday trip every year um so i got to go to fun places we were florida arizona california and las vegas um probably the best part of those trips is that we did get to fly um, so we were not on a bus for a, an extended part of time going across country. Um, so having those um, for volleyball, we got to do it every other year. So I was in um, Tennessee and then also New York. So um, having, you know, four, five, seven days with the team is always entertaining. But also by the time you get home, you're also very grateful for some time away as well. But um, yeah, doing the holiday trips and just uh, getting out of Wisconsin in winter um, was always a perk. We haven't had any like big trips. I know like the women's basketball team, they're going on a trip next year, but I think COVID kind of, we like we were supposed to go that year and then we ended up not going. So it is what it is, but we still do a few tournaments where we get to stay in hotels and it's not it's still in either like Northern Wisconsin or Illinois, Iowa, but we still make the most of just getting that time and building those relationships through, like I said, like playing cards or things like that. So although we didn't do a ton of touristy things, we still made good experiences from them. You don't have a six year of eligibility to stick around <laughs> for the 
team I trip. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they going next year? Um, Washington. Okay. DC or the state? The state. State. Yeah, we we've got some good stories from our our travels um, out of Wisconsin. <laughs> Fun. All right. Now back on campus, let's talk about some academics, the student part of student athlete. Um, what is each of your majors, Bonnie and then Janine? My major is biology. Okay. Um, ironically, though, I don't want to do anything in science anymore, but I I want to go into next year, be a graduate assistant for a women's basketball team. So I still I want to stay um, like with basketball and get into coaching. Very cool. Janine, what about you? I graduated um, with psychology with an emphasis in education. So after Ripon, I continued to graduate school um, and got my master's in school counseling. So I was able to uh, use that for a few, <laughs> a few years um, as a high school counselor. And then I transitioned into finance. Um, but now I'm, I'm still using um those lessons learned because now I just uh counsel uh first-time home buyers and they listen a little bit better than teenagers so it, it works out fairly well for me that's awesome that is a really easy or not easy transition but a good way to transition those skills into what you're doing now um so with those majors obviously probably not much overlap um in the two things <laughs> I stayed um, far away from Far Hall. That's the the science building on campus, and um, yeah, not my my forte. But uh, I tried to avoid that building. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now, Bonnie, right? It's under construction, so you don't even have a choice. You probably have to avoid it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, thinking of your your classes, your professors, um, Janine, for you, do you have a class or a professor that stands out to you as you look back at your experience? Um, I mean, they were, they were all great. So one that sticks out, not necessarily, I think one of the big um, choices for me going to Ripon was the small class size. Um, and that you had the opportunity to engage with your peers and the professors. Um, they knew your name, they certainly knew when you were not in class as well. Um, so just having that engagement during the different like courses or topics or um, that we were taking was just uh, a crucial part to me. So just having like a favorite, I don't, I don't necessarily have one of those because I enjoyed all of it. Um, but just, yeah, having the small class size and, and having the ability to talk and engage with, with students and all of them in your class was, um, I think my favorite part of it and having that as the opportunity. How about you, Bonnie? Any favorite professors or classes during, as you've been there? Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with what Janine said. Uh, like, because I what, am a biology major, I took a lot of biology classes. And there's really, Ripon being a small school, there's not a ton of professors within one department. There's about, like, four or five. And so I would say, like, kind of Janine said, like, they know your face. Like, they know we're on the women's basketball team. They know when we have a game. Like, if I have lab that day, then, like, they'll come up to me and be like, hey, like, I see you play. I see tonight. Like, how are they looking? Like, they genuinely, like, care about what you're doing outside of the classroom and they I think just building those relationships and even they come to a lot of games like they genuinely know how you're doing like I think that is a super cool thing that 
at Ripon and, and at a lot of Division three schools that you get to build those professor relationships. And to that point, um, during the winter break, when I was at Ripon, I'm assuming this is maybe still the case, we didn't have winter courses that we could take. So it was really just campus was just the basketball players because no other winter sports were going on. I mean, indoor track would come towards the end, but it was really just the men's and women's basketball teams and everything else on campus was shut down because nobody, there was no classes to take. So one really awesome feature about Ripon and um, is that they still had to feed us, right? So we would have professors and community members sign up to host us for dinner because the cafeteria was closed. So you would have to sign up, you would go to their house and they would feed either half the team, a whole team, a third of the team, whoever signed up. So you really got to know them on a personal level. And then they were coming to the games, they were in, engaged in, um, and really wanted to see you succeed, obviously in the classroom, but outside of the classroom too. So do you guys still have, do professors and school employees still host dinners? Yeah, they still do that. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of winter break is that knowing that you're going to get all these home cooked meals and have to ha and have these great conversations and go over to professors houses like yeah it's just a cool unique experience I love that that's really really cool All right so now it's time for some story time So we are going to start out with maybe a funny or a crazy but appropriate story um Bonnie let's start with you yeah, so kind of going back to the traveling, my junior year, so it was kind of right after the COVID season where we didn't have a season, we still had to get tested, like, I think 24 hours before game, and it was the next, so we were testing on a Friday, and we were supposed to play IC on a Saturday, and like how we mentioned that we travel with the men's team, and a bunch of the players on the men's team tested positive, but nobody on the women's team did, but we we had a bus, but they didn't know whether like we were allowed to go or not. And so we practiced and then we all just went back home. Like we didn't, we didn't go down. And then it's like 10 PM and our coach texted us in the group chat and she's like, Hey, like game still on tomorrow. Like we're going to take school vans, like meet down at Wilmore at 6 AM. So we get to Wilmore at 6 AM. We drive the however long seven ish hours to get to IC played our warmed up, played our game. And then we took, got back in the vans and drove all the way home. So it's just like, it's a, it was crazy. It was a long day, but it was definitely something I'll never forget. It was like one of the three games that you guys played that year, right? Like oh, you didn't. That, that was the year after. Oh, after. So we're still like when the NCAA protocols, like we had to still get tested, but. Okay. But yeah, that also was crazy when we played Lake Forest three times and that was it. And that was your season, right? Just three whole games and a lot of practices in between. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you, Janine? Uh, I don't have a, a particular story, but I think like some of the, the funniest stories always came out of like alumni weekend. It always seemed like as a student athlete or as when I was a current player, the alumni would come back and apparently when they played, they had to walk uphill, you know, both ways in the middle of winter like it just seemed like the alumni are like oh we had it so bad or coach never let us get away with this You're like coach is so soft on you guys and it was just like story after story and I'm like ah, coach isn't it taking it any easier on us than I'm assuming she would have been you know with them like it was just funny how 
um, as a student athlete, the alumni just think like they had it so much worse. And now when I go back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have it so easy. <laughs> but I think the, the best stories um, are just from, from the alumni and there's stories that I've been hearing for like two decades already. And some of the details change uh, over the years, but for the most part, they all, they all stay the same. But I think just having that opportunity to reminisce um, when I was a student athlete with the alumni and now being alumni, uh, it's just a, a great opportunity. And a lot of the best stories are the ones that I just heard and were never a part of. I would have to agree. I think the, the game and just alumni weekend in general, is something everyone looks forward to every year, like alumni, current players, coaches, like, I think that's just a really cool weekend. And one of the, my favorite parts of the season every year. Yeah, we have a really good turnout too. I mean, people travel from close or far, but they, they make it a priority. Um, and it's always great to cheer on the current team as well. Very cool. So those are maybe funny or fun stories, but let's talk about some maybe stories or memories that mean a bit more to you. Um, so your favorite memory during your playing time. Um, Janine, I'll stick with you and have you start this question. Sure. Um, I think the the pinnacle of any sports memory or conversation um, would be the championships earned. Um, I was fortunate enough to play on two championship teams, um, and that's how I ended my collegiate career. Um, I was able to win a championship my junior and senior year. Um, junior year was uh, special because we got to host the conference tournament um, and cut the nuts down on our home court. Um, senior year was special because there was a, a target on our back being the reigning champions. Uh, Bonnie, you, got, you guys know something about that. Um, but just knowing too that like the pressure of it being that this could be your last collegiate game, but then also that it could only be relieved by the opportunity to extend the season. Um, I think, you know, when you earn back-to-back -back championships and, and cut down the nets and qualify for the NCAA tournament, it certainly leaves a, a lasting impression. And I think basketball is pretty unique that way. I think like with um, other NCAA sponsored, you know, sports, whether they're outdoors or if you win a championship, maybe football players are taking some grass or, you know, like I don't, or if you play baseball or, you know, softball, you get some dirt from the field after you win the championship. And that's where basketball is so unique is you can cut down the nets and take a little piece of that championship home with you. Um, when I was playing volleyball, we didn't win a championship, but the teams that did, they're not cutting down volleyball nets. Um, so I think just having that little piece of, of history and success, I still have it at my house right now. I'm, I can stare at it and pick it up and be like, this is, you know, what I earned how many years ago. So, um, my favorite memory is, uh, climbing the ladder and, uh, having the opportunity to cut down nets and each year you little, you learn a little bit more and take a, a bigger piece. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think I've been fortunate enough to we've had um, three conference championships and gotten to host all three years. So that that's always a super cool experience. The kind of we both alluded to, like the community feel of Ripon, that hosting the tournament, like we get so many people from the community, people that may know us that like I see at the grocery store, they're like, oh, like good luck this weekend. Like they're super excited that we're hosting because they can come and watch the game. And so that's just the yeah winning conference, hosting the conference tournament. That was super cool. And then my junior year, the NCAA tournament, we, I have to admit we were, so we played at White University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, which it's only like an hour and a half away. And at first we were kind of disappointed. We're like, really? Like we're only, we travel like 
four times that far for conference. Like, why can't we like, but it was still cool. Like we made it a good experience. We still, all the other like student athletes on campus, like they did a big send off for us. We still went down there two days earlier. We went out to like nice restaurants. We got to do fun activities. Like we went to like a painting place. We went out for coffee. Just those things too mean a lot. Yeah, having like the real like March Madness feel, right? You see it um, so much larger for Division, you know, one athletes uh, during March Madness, but Division three does a an exceptional job of putting that on. And I was fortunate that um, we were able to host an NCAA game at Ripon. Um, and the I agree with the crowd size for the conference championship, but then you multiply that by that much more uh, to host an NCAA game was was pretty special and something I won't forget. I didn't realize that you guys did that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was going, uh, incredible. I was going to go off of that. So whether it's a conference championship or NCAA rounds, what is that like getting to be on your home court? I know you guys talked about it a little bit, but um, I assume, you know, March, everyone's still, class is still in session. It's not like a winter game or something where um, I know some of the fall sports that have late seasons might not get that experience because people are gone for break or whatever. But with basketball, you're kind of right in the thick of the semester. Your your campus is probably bustling. What is it like getting to play one of those big, huge games, whether it's NCAA tournament or conference championship, in front of your home crowd? And uh, Janine, you can talk about your NCAA tournament experience, maybe. Yeah, I think just the the energy leading up to the game, and it's not just like the day of the game, right? You do conference championships and even like conference non-conference home games. Um, you're, you're excited, but there aren't a lot of people talking about on campus days before. Um, but when you get to host an NCAA game leading into that practice, you get, you know, the stickers are being put on the court. You're like ready. You get the big blue NCAA logo on your court in multiple spots. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I look back on, um, the fondly just because the community support of it. Um, there was people outside of the ripping community. There was people that this was like their first and only women's basketball game that they went to that year. There was um, our parents, our families, our friends um, who are like the real road warriors who would come to every single game. They're now coming that much earlier to make sure they got their, you know, assigned seats and got their seats that they're used to sitting in just knowing that um it was going to be a packed house and um you know Wilmore is a amazing facility that you guys play in now um but stores there was just small compact there's nothing like modern about it but it was like standing room only and it's just really special and then the opponents roll up in their bus and their fan buses and it's just a uh, it's great energy yeah, I think just the energy, super cool. Like, obviously, I didn't have the NCAA tournament at home, but um, last year or two years ago, the men's team also hosted the tournament. So that was a super cool experience. It was the men's and women's team. So it was that Friday night, there were four games. It was men's game, women's game, men's game, women's game. So I think that was also super cool because it was, I've never seen Wilmore so packed. Like There was people everywhere and there were people that were, that, they had a hotel, whether in Ripon or in like Oshkosh, Fond du Lac area that were maybe a men's away team that stayed and watched our game just because like we were also playing there. So I think that was that was really cool, really unique just to have like, I mean, I think women's basketball, rightfully so, has been gaining a lot of 
more followers in the, the last couple of years, but even just seeing that people like not even affiliated with Ripon or with the women's basketball, like affiliated with the men's po- program, were staying and watching us play. I thought that was super cool. Very cool. Yeah. And to that point though, too, like, I think it's as different for the players, but you can also like feel the energy and stuff from the coaching staff too. Um, especially if it doesn't come around often now, Bonnie, for your team and, and Lauren, uh, who's the current coach, like you guys have had success and have hosted so many tournaments and that, but I think like you also appreciate like the effort that it took to get there. And it's all coming down to, you know, this, first half, second half recorders or whatever it is to, you know, all the practice and stuff from October leading up to this, like, can you execute it now? And uh, the energy, anxiety and stuff, you can also feel it from the, from the coaching staff too. Awesome. Now I'm going to, we're going to start wrapping this up. Uh, it's been a great conversation so far, but I've got a couple of general kind of D3 questions for you too. As I've mentioned, this podcast is part of our 50th anniversary of Division Three celebration. Um, so the first question I've got for both of you is just, I want to hear what it means to you to be or to have been a Division Three student athlete and what that experience has meant to you, whether that's for your growth, your um, as you're in your career now, Janine, or, or what has that meant to you? So Bonnie, I'll have you kick this one off. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I definitely kind of that Janine and I both touched on just that, like the community aspect. I think that's like the best part of the Division Three experience is the tight-knit community, whether that's through academics, through athletics, everything in between. I just love the support that everyone gives to each other. And I know like Janine kind of mentioned this like in the beginning with the first question that you know, you knew like other coaches or you knew other student athletes that I might have a game and I'm walking around Wilmore and the head football coach, he's like, Hey Bonnie, like good luck tonight. Like he knows my name. He knows that we have a game. Like I just think that like tight knit community is the best part. Janine. Yeah. What I, what I really enjoyed about division three is when it gave me the opportunity to play multiple sports at the college level um, there were some division one schools that I was looking at and it was, you either choose volleyball or you choose basketball. And I didn't want to make that choice. I wanted to play both. And division three gave me that opportunity to compete at a high level, um, in both of those sports. Um, the other thing is, is that it's, um, truly student athlete, the student part comes first because after your eligibility, you know, you're, you're moving on and you're growing and you're taking those skills from the classroom, from the court and transitioning, uh, until adult life. Um, so it's, it really like put the focus on it. Like, what are you doing after ripping? What does that mean? And what can you take, um, from these lessons to, to apply them? Um, so I think the, the biggest benefit of division three student athletes is just opportunity. And it sounds simple, but it's so true. And it, it just opened up so many other doors for me, whether they were connections through the Midwest conference, whether they were connections, um, through other division three, um, schools and universities, um, it's just that doors were opened. Um, and it was both because of academics and athletics. 
All right. And my last question for you two, we're going to do a bit of looking into our crystal ball here. Um, so 50 years down, many more to come for Division Three. What do you see for the future? What do you hope to see for the future of Division Three? And Janine, I'll stick with you for this one, first one. Yeah, I think for, I, well, one, I really wish I did have a crystal ball. I would make life uh, a lot easier. Um, but let's just pretend, right, that I do. Um, I think there certainly are some hurdles to overcome if you just look at a bigger scope for Division Three with enrollment, tuition, um, you know, stuff like that that there are some hurdles to overcome, but again, it comes down to additional opportunities. 50 years of division three, I believe, and uh, Katie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there are 37 NCAA championships at the division three level, um, which is incredible development over 50 years. So to see what that can snowball into in the next 50 is really gonna be amazing. And it will just create additional opportunities for student athletes to, to grow. Um, I think also with Title IX being on 51 years, having those two programs, NCAA Division III and Title IX and the advancements that have come for women's sports, it, it really can be limitless. Um, and I have confidence in the leadership at Ripon and the leadership in the Midwest Conference to continue to evolve. Um, student athletes, their sports programs, um, and just see where it can really go. I'm, a, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to be at a Division three alumni and, and look at all the opportunities that future student athletes have and will have. Yeah, I can't, can't guarantee that number is right because I also don't know the number, but I'm going to trust you. It sounds like you did research. But I you're right. A I know research, but yeah, I think it's 37. Um, but nonetheless, it's a lot more than what it was 50 <laughs> years ago. So continuing on that trend and, um, you know, supporting sports that um, that we didn't have programs for and just the expansion of that um, is incredible. And it's happening at Ripon. It's happening throughout the Midwest Conference. It's happening uh, for student athletes throughout um, Wisconsin uh, schools and, and universities. And it's uh, it's exciting um, as someone who doesn't have those opportunities to participate anymore for just like the kids um, growing up who are now specializing in more sports, um, just to see that they can continue their passion and desire um, at the collegiate level is uh, phenomenal. Yeah, you're spot on. I think we're getting really close to adding a women's wrestling championship. So there you go. Another one Let's there. do so it. It's growing. The sports are growing fast, especially on the women's side. Bonnie, your crystal ball, what do you think you want to see for the future? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with everything that Janine said. And I think a big part, it's super humbling to me to see that, like, I never I never had to question whether being able as like a woman playing college basketball, like and that never like in high school, when I knew that that's what I wanted to do, like, I never had to like give it a thought like, oh, is it something I I can do? Or is like a school have this program? Like, I think that's something that my generation might like take for granted but like going off building off of that I do think that division three still might have a little bit of a stigma of like the d1 or bus mentality or division one division two like they have scholarships so like division three is like eh, you're just you're just there to like you're just playing it's not doesn't really mean anything but I think that we're kind of turning away from that and I think people are seeing that division three is still a high level of college sports and so I'm, I hope that that's something that changes a little bit even more 
in the next couple years or next several years. I love that. Well, thank you both. This has been a great chat over the last half hour. So I have loved hearing from you, hearing your stories, hearing your love for Division Three. Um, so thank you both for joining me. I know, Bonnie, you literally have a game tonight, I think. So <laughs> I appreciate you hopping on here on a game day. Um, best of luck to you and Janine. Thank you so much for hopping on here too. Well, thank you for um, having the opportunity to spotlight your big college. Really appreciate it and it's fun. I was reminiscing about it, but especially at a, at a larger level um, and keeping us on the NCAA's radar. Yeah, thank you. And Janine, see you the end of January? <laughs> Alumni, yes, definitely. And good luck tonight. Thank you. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes every Thursday. To follow along with everything Division Three, you can find us on social media at NCAAD3 or NCAADIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.